1: If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy Sirius XM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone at home and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers. Sirius XM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
0: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave Lagreca. On today's episode, we have a treat for you. Not one, not two, but three amazing guests on this edition of the Busted Open Podcast. First, we have the champion, Chris Jericho. Then we have the MVP of Monday Night Raw, Zelina Vega joins us. And then we have somebody who has been killing it with a different show on a different night. And that is Matt Hardy of AEW Wrestling Dynamite on Wednesday nights, we talk to him as well. So we have Jericho, Zelina Vega, and Matt Hardy coming at you right now on the Busted Open Podcast. He's the lead singer of Fozzie. He's the lead singer of Quarantine. And he's the La Champion on AEW. And it's the one and only Chris Jericho. Chris, how are you this morning?
2: Must be a flu news day if you guys ask me to come back and talk to you again.
0: I? I just was here like last
2: week or something, wasn't I?
0: You were, and then you said that uh, you know we we're, we're letting you go or you're letting me go already, and we felt bad. Exactly, I felt bad. Cut me off early today, Lecrae. <laughs> you always cut me off early. I, that's exactly what I
3: told him. Oh, Legreco La- La- was like, so what do we should have him on for like eight or ten minutes? And I was like, dude, you cut him off last time. He's got the cruise to talk about. He's got the main event at Double Another to talk about. He's got to talk about getting laid out by Mike Tyson. There's a lot to talk about. you got to hey, give him at least yeah, a half hour. Yeah, yeah.
2: listen, 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 Is it true that, he, that the Deli Boy's father was a jobber? I'm just asking. Uh, yes. Laid out by Mike Tyson. What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: You obviously didn't watch the show, Bully, last night, because he didn't get laid out by Mike Dyson. A little pushy grab. That's it. Was a little pushy grab. Did you,
3: when you got in the back and you and my, and cooler heads prevailed, did you at least teach him to how to rip his shirt off properly?
2: Well, I, you know, i said <laughs> him before. Do you want to rip your shirt off? He's like, no, nah, I don't want to rip my shirt off. And I was like, okay. And then to see something off, I'm like, you got to do a little Logan cut, brother. You just take the little scissors and you cut the uh, the neckline and you're all set. Listen, all I can say is that last thing was wild and wooly. That's my new favorite catchphrase, wild and wooly, daddy. And, uh, yeah, what, what a great time it was. And uh, Iron Mike was, was great. And for the second time in my career, I'm a completely crazy dude standing uh, face-to-face with Iron Mike Tyson. But uh, it caused quite a stir.
3: Last week we were talking about Iron Mike, and Dave said that he thought uh, Mike should be in the ring with MJF. I said I think that he should be in the ring with you because I think there's a bigger opportunity to create the headlines and and mission accomplished because you're all over ESPN this morning.
2: Well, that's the thing. You you don't mean a bully. I'm a homo guy. Um, But when you're talking about a guy like Mike Tyson to come in the ring, A, you want your biggest marquee name with him. And, B, uh, working with Mike and his entourage is like hanging out with a, a, a box of, of kittens. Uh, you put them on the floor and they scatter everywhere. You have to try and round them all up. <laughs> what you uh, planned, everything works out the way that you expect, but I know that. And, listen, Tyson versus Jericho in any aspect, whatever we, we, we decide to do, uh, th- there's there's some money there. I, whatever you want to say, Mike Tyson at uh, this point and age, is hotter now than he's been in 15 years. That 30-second clip of him just whipping ass on, the, on his sparring video. Suddenly, everyone's talking about Mike Tyson, so the fact that he came to uh, play with us, shall we say, was huge. Uh, this is not Mike Tyson from two years ago, or three years or ago, even five years ago. This is a, a brand-new Mike Tyson, whether he's 53 years old or he's 23. Uh, he's hot right now. People, people love um, to see a guy like him uh, get back into whatever type of fighting environment that he decides to get back into. So if he decides to complain, our sandbox, I'm waiting for him. I'm going to dump a bucket of sand over his head, LeGreco. Is, is that
3: is that actually a possibility? Because my, my mind actually didn't even go there. Like, is Tyson Jericho in whatever way, shape, or form something that legitimately is possible?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Um, uh, whether, you know, once again, this is kind of above my uh, pay grade in a lot of ways.
3: Wait, time out, time out, time of- out, time out. You can't get above your pay grade in
2: AEW. <laughs> well, I don't sign a check. So what, what would Tyson <laughs> want to do? You know, what, what does he require to do? All I know is he was super excited, super happy. He his his idiot dummy. UFC guys, whoever the hell those guys were. I don't know anything about any of them, but apparently they're pretty big wigs. Um, it's one of those things where when it's done, everyone's excited, everybody's happy. And if I get my way, there will be some kind of future uh, confrontation, match, boxing match, street fight, checker game between Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho. Uh, I'm, 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 that, that's my goal and my dream to do that. And I think after last night, with the buzz that was created, um, not just from, from from people like us, but from a mainstream media standpoint. Everybody was excited about it. It was fun. It was it was it, like I said, it was wild and rolling, man. I mean you watch what happened last night. There's probably forty people in that room. There's, there's a certain vibe to it that you can't you can't um uh, duplicate the vibe and the intensity that Iron Mike Tyson has. And I don't care if he's twenty three or if he's eighty three. When he's in shape, he's motivated. He looks great. He's crazy. He looks crazy. His his people are crazy. Um, so we'll see. That's my goal. All right,
0: all right, Chris. You mentioned Sand. We are two hundred and forty nine days away from Triple Whammy, the Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, February first through the fifth, two thousand and twenty one. I'm looking at the lineup that you have solidified so far, and it's a big one. I mean, first of all, you got Striper playing. My God, that's amazing. <laughs> and then you have Bully. So, like, you know, I'm just, you know, a little wondering, like, you know, you got my ta- Are you going to invite Mark Henry and Tommy Dreamer too? What's the story here? You got Bully coming on, my tag team partner I do the show with five days a week, you know, here on Sirius XM. I was a hit the first time around. No phone call, no eve, nothing?
2: Well, you can say that the first, the first cruise, um, the first cruise where I lost uh, some big money, Dave LeGreco was featured. The third cruise, where we're now a success and a huge hit, Bully Ray is featured. So, you tell me who's running the show over there at Busted Open?
0: Just wait saying, a second. Wait a day. second. I, I, first of all, I, that lies. You're spreading lies. Your first cruise sold out, Chris. It sold out. Well,
2: but but as 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 Bully can tell you, sometimes the the, the uh, old sizzle is out doesn't necessarily mean that it's profitable. Uh, still, great time. we rocked it. You were great on the first cruise. You did good kid just not good enough to get a a, a reinvite maybe wow. early on maybe we 'll get a reinvite. I might invite uh, who 's this new kid that you that told me Mike? maybe Mike can come uh, i 'm looking at a Violetta uh a, a possibility, but you know he can 't uh, rebook the same people over and over again, but uh, bully Ray, what a get it 's a huge get. Bullies never been at sea before. Wait a
3: minute. Is that a fat joke when you say that's a huge get? Are you take- <laughs> ah, ah,
2: ah. He's ladies, man. I was, putting you, I was trying to put you over. I didn't say it was a, a, a wobbly get or a, a portly get. <laughs> I said it was a huge get.
0: <laughs> portly, that's such a Jericho word, portly.
2: Well, well um, even though I'm not
0: going to be there, go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com to find out all the Who said
2: promotions. you're not going to be there?
0: We just started I'd rather have his wife there anyway. Easy. That's
3: my wife you're talking about, Paul. I just said I'd rather have her there. She's more fun than you. Hey, I'm a huge Striper, Mark. I know you're a huge Striper fan. Um, One of the best live bands ever. Uh, You you excited to have them on the cruise, I would imagine?
2: Well, here's what happened, dude, and and you understand this. Uh, Like like Dave said, all jokes aside, the first year was a success. The second year, we finally figured out what we're doing, how to make it work. Uh, we became an attraction, so now we're, we're, everyone's working together to, to put on the best cruise. And um, the last cruise, towards the end of, of booking the, the bands and the lineup, there's a great band uh, called Kick-Ax. Um, some guys might know, some might not. I love Kick-Ax. I was like, you know what? We're showing up. This is my cruise. I want Kick-Ax on the cruise. No one might know them but me. We found, we found them. We, we brought them on. They did great. People loved them and so I was like, you know what, for this cruise, who's one of my favorite bands? Striper. Um, and they had heard about our cruise and I went and saw them in January in Orlando, same place where you and I saw them before, bully. And they brought her up, hey, we got a cruise, we're gonna be on it. So I'm like, Okay. So the negotiation started and for a band like Striper, listen, they can do the Monsters of Rock cruise, they can do the Ship Rock cruise, whatever it is, sixty other bands we don't run that way. We've got six or eight bands on our cruise, and I want them to be one of them but focused on headlining bands and everyone's going to talk about it and lo and behold, we worked out the deal and that's what people are talking about. So, we took a band that they deserve the respect, uh, they deserve the spotlight and uh, we're going to give it to them and tell me have got a great, uh, this is the biggest band we've ever had on any of our cruises in three years. A legit, you know, platinum selling band sold 12 uh, million records over the years. So, I'm excited because i again feeling it's one of my favorite bands. And to have them on my cruise, um, this is like a, a, a three-day, four-day dream party for me. Who, If I could have anybody on, who would it be? Uh, and they're one of the bands that, and one of the attractions that I wanted. And we got them, and it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun for sure.
0: I mean, that's awesome. And then, like, what you're doing, too, during yeah. this whole time and – I think with everybody and everybody kind of struggling and the world changing right now and who knows what this is going to be like on the other side that you have the band Quarantine where you're, you're doing some stuff that I know is, are pleasures of yours outside of Fozzy.
2: Well, Dave, you know, like um, we might have discussed this for a long but the, the idea is to stay creative, to stay motivated, and at least where I live in Florida, the worst is over for now. Um, so I think one of the reasons why I was able to stay connected to everybody and stay quote unquote sane is I was able to remain creative. Uh, you're talking about quarantine. This is a band we started to, you know, we're an eighties kiss cover band, uh, with the ex guitar player of kiss in the band. And that never would have happened, uh, if there wasn't a COVID, but now people are just hanging around looking for something to do and then trying to stay creative and we're working from home. Like I know you guys are working from home right now. Um, the quarantine situation, I have never even met the guitar player. You know, this is the new way to start a band in, in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic. Um, it's the same thing to the Saturday Night Special Show that I do on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. This is me. Just listen. I can't change the oil of the car. I can't build a fence. I can't do anything other than just entertain people. So, let me give people who are sitting at home with nothing to do something to do, including myself. So all of these projects and all of these ideas are just stemming from uh, the position of let's try and keep our minds fresh and stay creative. Uh, I, I didn't like the term groundhog day. I never want any, any day I have to be groundhog. Same as the last. All I do is this. Let's keep it fresh and do as much as we can to... Uh, to stay creative, like I said, and stay, uh, stay open and stay stay moving, and, uh, you know. So that's kind of where all those projects came from. And uh, like I said, it, it would not have happened if there wasn't a pandemic. But in, in, the, in the fact of quarantine, we did uh, a kind of a kiss song from 1987, I don't know. We have another one from 1992 called Heart of Chrome. And suddenly, oh, there's a lot of people interested in this. There's a lot of buzz about it. So we can continue quarantine over the next, you know, Ten years if we want, uh, doing this kind of '80s Kiss cover band because there's so much great material from the era that nobody focuses on. So we can do that. But had there been no pandemic, we wouldn't have. So you take, you take as Vincent said, you take the negative and you turn it to a positive, and that's what we're trying to do uh, on all accounts.
3: Uh, Well, speaking of keeping it fresh and keeping it creative, uh, what were your thoughts on the stadium stampede? How did you feel it came out? What did the rest of the guys think? More importantly, how do you think the AEW fan base reacted to it?
2: Well, I mean, all I can say is my opinion. I think I told you this before you even watched it. We filmed that on Friday night, the cats out of the bag. Uh, It took us about 12 hours. We filmed kind of gloomily We at 6 p.m., and then uh, we finished at 6 a.m., Hey, it was like a movie shoot and that's the way we looked at That's the way I looked at it. Um, we're not filming a match, it's a movie. So what are we going to do with the course of this movie and there's a lot of different tones and changes and there's a bar fight and there's a pool fight and there's, you know, fat, you guys you, you know You know what it was. And when I was done, I think I even texted you, but I said, this is one of the best things I've ever been involved with in 30 years. No, you might say, why is that? Cause the reason is because it was 10 guys, everybody's creative, everyone's working together to put together this amazing, spectacle, segment, mini-movie, whatever whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't think there's ever been anything like that in the history of the business. And trust me, I was spot-on involved with all of it because, to me, it's like, we have a chance to make something great. Um, We edited it on Saturday. Uh, Long story short, the technicality of when you have a 45-minute file. As we say, you have to download that into the system, which takes hours. We had the thing edited and, and sent off to the printer, shall we say, at about, I mean, we finished at 6 a.m., so keep that in mind. Everyone went back, had a couple hours sleep. I was up at 9 working on this edit. So there, it, it was kind of a shotgun uh, a wedding, so to speak, but when it aired, uh, the reaction um, from everybody was off the charts. But more importantly, the 10 of knew this is something special. And whether you've been in the job for almost thirty years like me, or in the job for 60 years, like the Bucks have, and everybody in between, Matt Hardy, 25, 30 years, all of us are saying this is this is one of the best things we have ever been involved with. Like, congratulations, guys. Like, this is a true logic of And I'll tell you this right now, there's some people that are bearing this match. Jim Cornette hated it. If you don't like this match, then you don't have a soul. Because wow. this was one of the most entertaining things that you can see. And as we're talking about Jim Grant, he booked a segment where I put a, his face in a cake in 1994. This is the, the 2020 version of sticking somebody's face in a cake. This is the style of wrestling that I love, which there's a little bit of, of uh, uh, wackiness. There's some comedy. There's some seriousness. There's a tone change. There's two gentlemen. They're going to kick the shit out of each other, sitting down for a drink in a bar like a John Wayne movie. We have everything in there. If you didn't like that, then you don't like wrestling because this is what the essence of wrestling is, which is entertainment, but all sides of the coin. And I was very proud of it. And uh, I, it's, like I said, one of my favorite things I've ever done.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fantastic. We've, we were praising the hell out of it on our show on Monday, Chris. And one last question before we let you go. And we appreciate it again. Uh, the Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, triple whammy. We're only 249 days away. Go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com. You got Striper, you got Bully, you got Violetta, LaGreca. So you definitely want to jump on the Rock and Wrestling <laughs> Rager at Sea. Um, Bully asked me this question yesterday before the show, and I love Bully because he'll always ask me, like, one of those questions that make you think just before we start the freaking show. So I got to pose this question to you. And when he first asked me, I was like, you're full of shit. But then it makes you think a little bit. So, Bully, ask that same question that you asked me yesterday because I think Chris might have an interesting answer to it.
3: We can agree that Eddie Van Halen is one of the most influential guitar players of all time. Yes or no?
2: Oh, dude. Possibly the most influential.
3: But could you make an argument and a case for Ace Freely being as influential, not better,
2: influential? Absolutely. A thousand percent. It, it, technically, Ace had his moment, um, but from an influ- influence standpoint, I think he's hand in hand with modern rock players, guys of our generation, guys, guys in the dime bag, Daryl Ilk. Uh, who loved Eddie and loved Ace because if you were a kid in the '70s, I'm a little bit younger than that, so I was a, a kid, based you know, in the in the late '70s early '80s. But if you were uh, a young kid in the '70s and you saw Ace Fairly there was a legion, a legion of uh, of guys who were influenced by Ace and Peter Chris and Jane and Paul. Um, I, I even refuse say that Kiss might be one of the most influential bands in that time. Uh, you can bury them for their musical talents whatever they're they're super challenging, which those who know know. But I would say I agree with you 1,000%. I agree with you more than I agree with. Regretta's saying that police academy is better than
0: Lord of the Rings. It is. (laughs) It is better than Lord of the Rings. I agree. I I, I I mean, this is where, and I got to give you a lot of credit, Chris, because it's got to be difficult for you. Cody Rhodes must be an extremely difficult person to work with. I mean, just judging from how he judges me on my taste. And he wants me to watch, you know, The Mandalorian. He wants me to watch Star Wars Part 17. He wants me to watch, you know, uh, all this other shit. But yet, when I say, all I want you to do is watch the first police, just the first. I'm not asking you to watch, you know, Citizens on Patrol or, you know, Police Academy Takes Miami. I'm only asking you to watch the first Police Academy movie. He won't do it. He he is just an, he works purely on emotion. You can't get through to him. Uh, uh, he, he has preconceived notions about people. I give you a lot of credit, Chris, to have to work with this guy. I really do.
2: Well, once again, the gentleman entitled uh, uh, pompous son of a bitch. And listen, don't bury citizens on patrol either. That's amazing. I love citizens on patrol and police academy too. With the uh, much uh, maligned Mauser. Tell me anybody out there in the Busted Open Nation who doesn't like Mauser, and I'll tell you you are not my friend. Mauser! Mauser! Paint those eyebrows on, McGrecker. I want to come over to you right now, shave your eyebrows off, paint some eyebrows on, and stick
0: your head up the ass of the horse. Just like Mauser. That's what you <laughs> no. deserve, McGrecker, because you're don't, my don't. friend. Listen, Chris, I'm I'm not killing citizens on patrol. I I would rather watch citizens patrol on a loop for a week than watch one of those fucking shitty movie Lord of the Rings. It's they're awful. They walk, they walk and walk. They pick up a ring, they throw it in fucking off the cliff, and then they walk some more. Who cares? Nobody cares. Chris just said to you what (laughs) I
3: said to you yesterday. You don't have to get hot about it.
2: You have been extremely angry lately. (laughs) What is behind? Keep yourself in the time. Listen, there's room This is why we love being in the best of the nation. There's room in like, that we talk about Stanislaus, young Pete. I love the Science Man event when you would see, you know, Hogan versus Andre. I also love Corporal Kirschner uh, taking a zip line from the top of the water park into the pool. There's all sides of the coin for wrestling. That's what we love. There's all sides of the coin entertainment. We can watch The Mandalorian together, Dave. We can watch uh, Lord of the Rings. We can watch him with paints and eyebrows get his head shaped up the the, the Vaseline ass of a horse. We're all friends here, man. We're we'll going to same page. Peace and love is Ringo story would say. Peace and love, LaGrocca. Calm down. Peace and love, baby.
0: Peace and love, Chris. Peace and love, man. Appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. And, you know, congratulations on everything. And, of course, good luck with the triple whammy rock and wrestling rager at sea. Go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com, Striper, Bully Ray, Violetta LaGreca. You don't want to miss it. That's only 249 days away. Chris, thanks again for the time. Do you have Mauser's
2: number? I'd like to book him on the cruise as well. Dude,
0: how about we had, the, we had the actress from just one of the guys on the show. And it was amazing. Shot. You got him, You're banned. You're banned. You're banned.
3: <laughs> You've been banned again. <laughs> it's like awesome. living out two life sentences You got Chris. banned by Cody And now you got banned by
0: Jericho Chris thanks so much for the time man
3: I think Chris he already got, hung up on you
0: He I already hung up on you Dave I, I, think he, uh, I think he was making that phone call From the cruise ship like, I, think I think he was he's making doing- it
3: from the bottom of his hot tub
0: <laughs> like, I think I think he's already on the high seas Like they're testing out the cruise ship With that fucking phone line He's already out the sea bully he sounded
3: like he was on the tail end of a case of the bubbly.
0: I don't know. What's, I don't know what could. Incu- there. I mean. All right. It's one of four things. A. He's at the high seas, trying out the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rage, or doing like a test run. He was on the treadmill. That's a possibility because I heard a little bit of background noise. Possibly he was on the treadmill, like you said. Maybe halfway through a case of the bubbly. Maybe a little bit too much of the bubbly. Or it's just you know what he had a long night you know he got pushed around by Mike Tyson and he's calling us first thing in the morning you take your pick it's one of those four things
3: maybe he is not maybe he's not making all the money that we thought in AEW and he needs uh, he needs a better service provider who knows. Sounds like we're stumbling, bumbling, rumbling, busting over nation, Jericho I mean, cruise, and I like police. He must have been drunk. He said he liked
0: no. Police Academy. No, he was not. He was sober as the the day is long. Here's the thing, bully. Here's I understand- the thing. You're not going on the cruise. Nana na 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 na. I'm going. Ha, 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 ha,
3: ha. I'm going. We're bringing you why. I'm going. You're not coming. I'm going. I'm going. No, because no, I we're know. Taking, you know how I know. Ta- it's me. Tommy, Mark, Marissa,
0: Gabby, Guns, and Andre. Mike. I mean, Guns is now named Mike according to Chris Jericho, and I listen. Who's to Mike? Jericho. Mike the Rookie. I know you, and you and I, man, we got chemistry together on the air. We do a great show each and every day. I know you would never go on. The cruise without me. I know how. Our, our, we're a team, man. You and I, brother. We're a team. There is no way you would go on that cruise ship in 249 days from now without your tag team partner, Dave. Look, I mean, my God, you carry Devon for decades. You can't carry me on a freaking ship for four days. Wow! My I can't Tommy, believe you just on. took that truthful
3: shot at Devon. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, like, me and you were like
0: the skipper and Gilligan. I'll be your Gilligan. Get into shenanigans, have a cool hat that I wear, the red shirt. I don't mind wearing the same shirt every freaking day like Gilligan did. So I'll dress up like a skipper. Lo- you dress up like Gilligan for four days on the cruise. Gilligan's, got, Gilligan's on a tropical island. He wears long pants and a long-sleeved t- shirt each and every day. That's because he's got no forearms. He head head
3: doesn't like work Gilligan. on his forearms enough. <laughs> he doesn't get enough protein from the coconut juice.
0: Neither do I. That's why I don't mind. I don't mind being the Gilligan. Because, you know, again, you take your hat off. It could be a bit on the ship. I do some kind of crazy shenanigan. You take your hat off, and you hit me over the head with it.
3: No, seriously, if you're you're on that ship, I will attempt to throw you overboard. I want to backdrop you over the rail, into the ocean.
0: That's you I'll throw
3: you the, was, throw you the, the donut terrible. thing, the life, if I can get it out of Dreamy's mouth. I'll throw, I throw you the thing <laughs> to save you.
0: I, I'm just hoping that the donuts that they have aren't pink. Because if they're pink, there won't be any of them left for the, me to save. You know, If I, I dress I, I up don't. like the
3: skipper and you dress up like Gilligan, who's Violetta dressing up as? Mariana? Ginger?
0: Oh, that's an excellent question. See, Bully, just like the Eddie Van Halen, age freely... That's an amazing question. Is Violetta... Marianne or Ginger? Ginger
3: or Marianne?
0: Finkel Einhorn, <laughs> Einhorn Finkel. Who I is think she? Violetta is, I'll say this Violetta is Ginger outside the house. And Marianne inside the house. Wow.
3: That's what you're always looking. That's what every man is looking for. <laughs> a ginger on the outside, but a Marianne inside
0: the bedroom. What the hell are we on the half a case of the bubbly for crying out loud? Where is this show gone? To? That's this what is we the should be a serious wrestling show. This is the Thursday. We should be talking about AEW at NXT.
3: We did for a half an hour. I put somebody over. I buried a couple. Now we're talking to everybody else. We got Zelina covering up at 11. She's probably going to be wearing 10-inch platform. Our heels are bigger than Gene Simmons. It really is. It's got to be difficult to run down that entrance ramp. Boxing, culture, lifestyle, The Akim Barak Show.
4: So if you start a sparring session, right, with a guy that's not at your level, right, and
0: you notice that, because if you're a fighter, you will notice that within the first 10 seconds, right? Mm -hmm. And then you move accordingly. But once you notice that and you're still teeing off Hard shots and making a mockery of this guy. It's salt. It's suckerish. It's corny.
3: Weekdays from noon till 3 Eastern. Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156.
0: And I blame you for this show going off the rails. Why do you blame me? You're the guy that's. It's always your fault. No. Just like
3: on Gilligan's Island, it was always Gilligan's fault. It's always your fault,
0: Gilligan. All right, but you know what? Why did you watch Gilligan's Island to see Gilligan to see what shenanigans Gilligan uh, would get into? Not really, not really.
3: I had a huge crush on Ginger.
0: I had my more first of a crush, crush on was Marianne. Ginger.
3: Get out of here! I was more of a Marianne guy myself. I liked Ginger. She was like you know, she was elegant, very Hollywood. You know, long dress. But you
0: that's think what Ginger I mean. could, You think Ginger could rock the heels like Zelina does? I don't think so. And also, Ginger thoughts who she was, too. That's the other problem. She I like him a little snobby. Was. Really? Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to get this back on track. And who better to help us get this show back on track? But somebody that consistently bully each and every Tuesday morning, we say, is the MVP of Monday Night Raw. And that is Zelina Vega. Zelina, how are you this morning? I'm
5: great. How are you?
0: We're good. I mean, I got to be honest with you, Zelina Vega. Thank God for you. You can just say Zelina. You don't have to say Zelina Vega. It's really redundant.
3: (laughs) It's like Claymore kick. You don't say kick. You just say Claymore. So just
0: call Zelina. We we got you. All right. Thank you. Zelina, thank you for coming on. Thank you. We needed you today because we had to get this show back on track. So we appreciate you coming on today, and and thank you for coming on because what I said is honestly the truth, whether it's myself and Bully or myself and Mark Henry, consistently we talk about how you're one of the reasons why you should watch Monday Night Raw. Oh,
5: thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me again. I
3: love being on. Dave gets very excited when you're on. He gets Why? very, very I excited do, because she's like, amazing. He, you blew he was blowing my up the text last night. He's like, Oh my god, Zelina's on. Zelina's gonna come on, she's gonna be on. You know, make sure that you're ready to go, because Zelina's gonna be on and this is gonna be great. And I love talking to Zelina because Zelina's the best and she's the MVP and she's this is that the other thing. I'm like, All right, that's cool. I just wanted you to be
0: ready for that. That's all, Bully. You, you don't have to like come on now.
3: Well, but anyway
5: It's it happens when a presence like me comes on a show, It just I bring I bring it out of people. It's okay. I'm totally fine <laughs>
3: So so here's the question I gotta ask you. And inquiring minds wanna know, because this is like the question of all questions when it comes to you uh being on T V every Monday night. How mm-hmm. in the hell do you walk <laughs> in those shoes? <laughs>
5: um so I so I'm muñeca. I'm a doll. That's that's what it means. Muñeca means doll. And I have to be able to walk in those things, but at the same time, I pray with every step. So it's literally like, take a step, please, 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 please I don't want to fall. Please, 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 I don't want to fall. And, and, and I end up not doing it, so we're good. Unless I'm being bumped off the apron, and then there you go. Will you take a bump in those heels? Oh, yeah, I have. This past Monday, I just took a bump off the, off the apron.
3: Yeah, you did That's right. I, tried. I told you, Dave. I told you oh, she did. Listen I said you it. did, Don't but
0: Dave said no you didn't. That's because Dave doesn't watch on Mondays. Oh, that's not true. I mean, I there is some <laughs> truth to the fact that I start taking a nap in the third hour, but I digress. Well, um, Zelina, mm. what, what do you how do you feel like, you know, because it's true. We do we do talk a lot about you on Busted Open. I mean, how does that make you feel? Because this has been a long journey to get to Monday nights. I mean, how does it feel to know that a lot of people are loving your work each and every Monday?
5: It's honestly, it's an amazing feeling because I mean, you obviously, you know how long this journey has been. I mean, I started, uh, I was 17 when I started. So it's, it's been a long road, but it's also something that, you know, I've been, I'm really passionate about. It's like, once you finally get a taste of what you want and you just get a little bit of it, you want more. So it's more than anything. I care like and i love this i truly truly love this and you know when i'm when hearing things like that it's just it just shows me like you got to keep pushing you got to keep going because people are liking what you're doing and you know i know i can bring more to the table it's just i truly feel like this is this is the time and and for me it's like hey give her the ball if she drops it you know screw her but if she doesn't hey we're winning
3: well, you know how critical I can be, um, and I think you've done a great job not blowing smoke. I think you've maximized your opportunities. I think you're the standout star, um, obviously, within your group, and I think across the board during this pandemic era, you have you know, done the most with the, what they've given you. But my question is this. Do you feel like you can be doing more on your own, and do you feel like your group can be doing more?
5: Um, well, first off, thank you very much for that. Because, yes, I do know how critical you can be. I do recall one situation where you were like, damn, you had one job. <laughs> so I know we've <laughs> been here before. So <laughs> so thank you very much for that. Um, secondly, yeah, I do. I, I feel that this is just scratching the surface. And, and when it came to me and Andrade and NXT, we, we were just, you know, it was like thunder happened and it, we were, we were great together in NXT, but I think that shows where we can go and where we can even surpass that. You know, I feel that there's so much more that can be done and we're just finally getting the chance to show that. Um, So do I feel like as a group, we can be doing more? Absolutely. Um, Do I feel by myself? I can be doing more. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but it comes down to getting that opportunity to do that. But right now it's, I feel like I'm constantly trying to prove myself and I'm totally okay with that because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, who's the one, you know, not striking out. Who's the one who's here constantly. Who's the one who's working hard and more than enough, my name is going to keep coming up and that's when people are going to go, Hey, you know what?
2: Let's see what she can do.
0: You know, when bully and I talk about Monday night raw each and every Tuesday morning here, it's like, when you go through the rundown of the show, man, it, it is truly like a marathon. Like there's so much going on. You know, it seems like each and every segment is so different from the previous one. Like, there's not a lot of uh, room to breathe when you look at a show like Monday Night Raw. Is it truly like, you know, everybody's trying to steal the spotlight? Are you given the opportunity to kind of try to steal the spotlight?
5: I think it was more of a situation where, you know, obviously with everything going on, you know, they're giving certain people chances that they probably either wouldn't have normally or would have took a little bit longer to get there. And I feel like I'm one of those people. And I think more than more, more now more than ever, they've been like, Oh wow. Like she can handle this. Oh wow. She's just being thrown out there and she's just talking. Hey, wow. She can handle this. Oh, she's up there with Drew McIntyre, our champion. And she can roll with the punches with him. Wow. She can handle that. Okay. There we go. That's what we need, you know? And especially with Drew, like, I feel like he's like my other promo half. I've, I've been in the ring with tons of people. I've, I've, been on the mic with tons of people but there's no one that i've been able to just vibe with like drew mcintyre
3: Zelina, every week we come on the show and dave forgets the names of the three guys that you represent and manage so can you please name all three of them (laughs) one more time so dave can remember
5: well my first and my breadwinner was andrade obviously um, then Angel Garza and we did have Austin theory, but That's i right, there's only two
0: to bully. You said three. There's only two right now. Well the only two. She, so I said the three paying guys attention? that she was you're Who's not paying attention. You always you're forget not their paying names. attention. There's two, not three. You said three, there's
3: two. <laughs> I was gonna get to the that was gonna be part two of my question, but once again you interrupted and you're always the you know the, the problem. Stop. Let the guest <laughs> talk.
0: Lay out. How long have you been doing this? And you know why? And can I say something really quick before you you know you go oh, on? With your you're question. taking up more on you, her you, time. Let me know because I'm praising her as well because she makes you forget because she's so damn good. How much go more on. smoke can you blow up her? I'm ass? not telling the truth. I say this on the show even if she wasn't on the line. Bully, you know this. So go on with your question. I don't. I forgot my question. There now. you go. Great. All right, so we let me, let uh, me you ask, you, th- let me ask really you this.
3: This might be a hard question because you just you did say Andrade <laughs> was your first. But I got to tell you, I'm a huge fan of Angel. Who do you feel you have more chemistry with?
5: Mm. On-air Ew, chemistry, by disgusting. the way. On-air
3: <laughs> chemistry. Um, so here's
5: an example, right? I, I've been with Andrade longer. You know, so I feel that automatically that chemistry is going to be there regardless. We fill each other's voids. So if I have, if I'm lacking in something, especially when it came to, you know, picking up my game wrestling wise, he fulfilled that. You know, when it came to promos, I fulfilled him in that way. So we, we balance each other out. Um, but Angel, he's such a force to be reckoned with. He, he's a, he's a very independent. And, and sometimes, you know, when I'm trying to he's almost like a new puppy. You're trying to, you're trying to chill him out, but he's still excited and, you know, running around like crazy. And I'm like, okay, we got to work on this. You know, I'm head honcho here. Okay. Um, But I would definitely say uh, Andrade just because there's been more time there, but Angel and I, um, he's such a great mind. and, And, you know, I love Eddie Guerrero. I've always loved Eddie Guerrero, but I feel that if I'm looking at people just solely of who may remind me of him in some ways, Angel definitely does that when it comes to his personality. But Andrade does that for me in his work, wrestling one.
0: That's funny because Bully has been saying that the last few weeks here on Busted Open. I think it's absolutely true. You could tell that Angel Garza has that it factor. He's something special. And I really do think if they yeah. give him the ball, like he could really run with it. I think that that's where like I kinda understand where Bully's coming from with this with this question. Because there's no doubt about it. Andrade is extremely talented in the ring. But the pairing and the chemistry that you have with Angel Garza, like to me, that screams main event. Yeah,
5: he he's incredible. And I and I will say like he's still so young and he's still learning. So if you're already at that point, I can't imagine where you're going to be in a few years.
0: When you look at.
5: And I've uh, seen a hunger in him that I haven't seen in a lot of people in a while. So the hunger is there, which is a beautiful thing to see.
3: Zelina, you've definitely morphed into the managerial role really well. Great mouthpiece. You do a hell of a job on the mic. You're getting, you know, so much better is taking bumps something of the past for you? Do you even desire to lace up wrestling boots any uh, anymore as opposed to putting on them heels?
5: <laughs> well, no. I, wrestling is my first love, and I'll never I'll never grow out of that. It's something that I won't feel fulfilled unless I get that that run because I truly feel that for me as a singles competitor that's going to be a whole nother level. Like right now people are seeing me as, you know, I, my job is to, is to put the other guys over. My, my job is to make sure that my associates, my clients are in the right spot at the right time, making sure that, you know, I'm talking them up. But when I bring it to myself, I don't think people are going to be ready for that just yet. And that's something that I want it to be. When it's, when it's going to happen, there's going to be no stopping me there. And, and when I mean no stopping me, I don't mean just fans. I mean everybody.
3: Yeah, but let me ask you this. We got to be honest here. Like, you don't get to wrestle a lot, so no matter how good you are or think you may be or anybody else thinks they are, rust sets in and rust sets in quickly. So if you're not in that ring constantly working, constantly working, you kind of take steps backwards no matter what. Do you feel like you can get to that level of in-ring work with some of the ladies that have been working every single week, if you're more in the managerial role?
5: Well, see, that's where having, you know, a place to practice, a place to actually get your work in outside of, you know, the performance center was something that I've always wanted to make sure that I had access to, which I do, which is something that I'm very, very thankful for. Um, And now when we do get to the performance center and we do get to, you know, have like time to go over things, whether it was with, you know, um, Bianca Belair, when I had a chance to wrestle her. That was that was something that just happened that day. It wasn't even planned. It just happened, you know, and I had to be ready for it. And it was something that, again, I was like, I'm so thankful that I have this outside of the Performance Center. But they also have rings there, you know. So if we wanted to come in, you know, a lot earlier to work, we get to do that. So for me, it's just finding – all, the, all kinds of ways to make sure that I'm prepared. I mean, not, that doesn't go just for wrestling. That goes for being, you know, in, in a manager um, position. Like, I try to make sure that I'm ready for any and every opportunity that comes my way because I don't want to be one of those people that, they're like, okay, let's give her the ball, and then she's known as the one that dropped it. That definitely won't be me.
0: Um, How has it been, like, you've there's been a lot of transition with Monday Night Raw over the last few months, first of all, with, you know, everything that's happened that went from, you know, 15,000 fans to no fans. And now they have, you know, performers out in the audience. Like, have you felt that? Do you feel the difference from last week to this past week with at least just a little bit of fans in attendance?
5: I do. I do feel that. And I think that it brings something different out of you because for me, anyway, I can speak for myself in saying that whenever I'm around my peers, I always want to, I don't want to say outshine, but I want to make sure that I'm performing even higher, even better. Because you know, there's there's not going to be any chips in your game. You know what I mean? But when you're performing, I, I, there's a different vibe when you're performing in front of fans, and then in front of you know coworkers. It's just it's just different. And for me, it just made me want to work even harder because I want to. If you can make them react, if you can shock them, if you can do that for them, I feel like it's even proving yourself even more.
3: Is there a particular agent that you work with at the WWE that you have, uh, you and the group have better chemistry with and their ideas seem to mesh with your ideas?
5: Um, I would say Abyss has been great. Uh, Chris Park, he's been great. Um, Jason Jordan is amazing. We love working with him, but I mean, I think with the guys that I work with and, and Paul Heyman is obviously like the brain of everything. So he's, He's really helped us, not even just, you know, in-ring wise, but he's been able to give us ideas for, you know, the, our characters for promos. It's, it's been a, a, such an amazing, amazing opportunity to get to work with Heyman. But um, I would definitely say more than anything, Jason Jordan helps kind of blend everything with us. Like he helps bring that creative, you know, juices out of us and it becomes really fun. And when we got to work with Ray Mysterio, it was just like people were finishing each other's sentences, you know. And people who didn't know Spanish, you're learning Spanish now. <laughs>
3: Wait a minute, Jason Jordan?
5: Yeah, Jason Jordan's great.
3: Well, that's, that's interesting. I didn't expect to hear that name. Like, when you bring up Abyss, I get it. I know how creative Abyss is. I know he's got a great mind. I wasn't expecting to hear Jason Jordan's name, but that's good. Props to him.
5: He's amazing because he, instead of saying, okay, uh, let's change this, it would be more like, okay, if that's the goal, let's see how we can go, go about that. He feeds our ideas rather than um, changes it. And I feel like he, he likes to give, he likes to make sure that everyone's happy and that everyone's ideas is taken into account and shown that they're important. And I really love that about him because he's so positive and he's always like, okay, how can we make this better? Anytime that, you know, sometimes it's like so busy and people may have not thought of, oh, what's Selena going to do? He'll be the first one to go, okay, let's, let's add that extra layer. Where's that cherry on top? What's Selena going to do? And it's, it's always such a nice feeling when people go, no, this whole package is important. So Jason Jordan, he's a hell of a, hell of a guy.
0: Wow, that's awesome to hear because we haven't heard a lot about that. So that's very, very cool. One thing I also wanted yeah. to bring up is, uh, is the YouTube page. Uh, you know, you have <laughs> videos out there. A to, no, I wanted to talk about that because I think it's really entertaining and I think it sees, we see a different side to you. It's A to Z, Alistair to Zelina. Uh, talk a little bit about that and how the fans can see that other side of you.
5: Well, so I feel like people, when they, when they look at me, they may not think, oh, wow, she's a, she's a gamer. You I know, mean, she likes cosplay things. She likes, you know, Pokemon. People would definitely not see that coming out of Zelina necessarily. But when you look into the little details of my, whether it's my gear for Royal Rumble, every Royal Rumble I've had, um, so my last name is Vega. I did Vega from Street Fighter the first year. Sindel, you know, coming back out of the, the second Royal Rumble that I did. So If you know, you know. I don't make it really obvious, but it's like just showing little pieces of me that, you know, helps fuel Zelina. And for me, sometimes I'll look at, um, like, Mortal Kombat. I just played that. I'm actually putting that video out today. I played Mortal Kombat Aftermath, and it's just a different side of me. But the side of me that's also really aggressive in Puerto Rican, yes, I get very mad when I don't win, so I start to rage on video games. I can't help it. But, you know, it's it's fun to, I I think, for, for people to see... There's so many layers to me, but then there's also a lot of layers to Alistair because he is this presence in WWE. Like he's he's this presence, but then also he's really knowledgeable. Like he's you know he's done um, professional like uh, personal training for the longest time, but he's really knowledgeable in that. You know he he loves food, so he there's a lot of cooking stuff. So we're really trying to peel back those layers of him too and show like. You know, this is a building of our brands, but it's also like, hey, I can relate to him on this level. Oh, he likes this kind of music. Oh wow. I, I can't believe I had this in common with Alistair Black. I didn't think I would. Same with Selena. Oh she likes she likes metal. What? That's that's strange, but okay. You know, so our our YouTube page is really just to show the different sides of us and show, you know, we can be relatable to you in some ways and here's some other sides to us that you may not have normally seen.
3: I mean, speaking of you playing video games, Dave, did you ever see those pictures of Zelina and Velvet Sky playing video games together?
4: Woo-hoo. Only for two <laughs> seconds.
0: Only for two Woo-hoo.
5: seconds. No
3: more than oh three seconds. Oh, my God, of crack, I huh? miss
5: her so much.
3: She's doing good. She's doing
0: good. She's scrubbing the
3: floors right now.
0: Oh, come on. Do you <laughs> hear him? Do you hear him?
5: She, I, oh, my goodness. She honestly, by far some of the best times I've ever had playing video games is with her. And I don't think I've ever laughed as hard with a person playing video games, but with her, I miss her through and through. And will always be one of my best friends, but yes, there was that photo shoot and the, we've done quite a few of them together, but man, she's can't say enough amazing things about her.
3: La Greca is looking up those pictures as That's we speak. That's yes, <laughs> yes, that not true. Yes, you are. you are. That's not true. Yes, you are. Don't I, I look at. Z- I'm not going to do listen, that. Listen. Do not I'm, look at Zelina that way, and do not me. look at Velvet that way, because talk- what, what do you have on your lap from- right now? What's, cat, what's on your lap right now that cat, you're petting?
0: Lu- my cat, Louie. Okay. <laughs> my my wife is ten feet away, sitting in the dining room. All right. Are you trying to get me in trouble here, bully? But no, you with do you, a, man. You'll get, get yourself, yourself in, in you trouble. Today. No, right? I, don't, I don't get myself in trouble. <laughs> Zelina, um, you mentioned Alistair, too, and on that YouTube, you do. You see, like, what a hard worker he is, how hard he trains, what chemistry you both have together. You're, you're an amazing couple as well. But, like, you do find out some things. The gaming stuff, too, but, like, the music. You know, I, I wouldn't have guessed, like, Zelina Vega is, you know, a Godsmack fan. Zelina Vega is a metal fan. I mean, I think it's kind of cool of – finding out different tidbits. And I think the biggest thing is what you said is building the brand. It's all about building your own brand.
5: Absolutely. And it it really comes down to like, for us, making sure that, you know, when it comes to building our brand, it's something that we're proud of. And it's something that, you know, it is authentic to us. You know, like I'm not one of those people. and And I've seen it before, and I'm sure you guys have too, where, you know, someone claims that they're into video games or claims that they're into cosplay just to do a photo shoot in their bra and panties and and a controller, you know what I mean, just for views. That's not how how we are. And it comes to just, it comes from inside. It comes from like, oh, I loved playing, you know, Pokemon Gold and Silver when I was younger. Or I love, you know, playing Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, Street the Rage, you know, like we're just so... Into it, and I think that when you see how angry and frustrated I get, that's where the passion comes through. That's, they're like, "Oh yeah, that's Lena. We've seen that person before."
3: <laughs> do you and uh, do you and Alistair travel together?
5: We do. We travel together. I don't think there's really many times where we're apart, which is a nice um, change. <laughs> it's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to have a, a true, true partner that. We're so alike. You know, again, people will look at us and think that we have absolutely nothing in common, but we are so the same on the inside. Like, we basically share the same brain. Like, we love all the same, you know, um, video game stuff or, like, nerdy things, comics. We go to comic book stores together. We go get tattoos together. Um, We love the same kind of music. And he's really been able to introduce me to that side that I haven't been able to explore too much. So now it's even better. You know, I got to go to Amsterdam and see how beautiful it is over there and, you know, not seeing my in-laws and it's, it's a really, it's a cool thing. And to be able to travel with my husband, do what I love with my husband and share that, you know, um, he helps kind of warp that creative side of me and bring out, you know, the Zalina that everybody gets to see every Monday.
3: You, you talked earlier about if you were to get back in the ring and wrestle, um, which one of the women do you feel like you could have your best match with?
5: Ooh, ooh that's fun. Um, I do want to get back in the ring with Mia Yim because her and I had each had a win at our House of Hardcore matches. We had um, one in Queens and one in Philly, and we haven't had our tiebreaker yet. So Mia Yim is someone I absolutely want to get back in the ring with. Um, But Bianca Belair is a force to be reckoned with, man. Like I would love to um, have another match with her. But the nice thing is, when we talk about you know being ready for those opportunities, I get the best of both worlds. You know, I have Andrade freshening up my Lucha side, but I also have Alistair sharpening up my striker skills. So, again, that's going to be something that, you know, people aren't going to be ready for, but when it hits, it's going to hit, and I'm really excited for that.
0: Thea, uh, we really appreciate the time this morning. Thank you so much. I I truly mean it when I say you've been the MVP of so many of the Monday Night Raws that we have watched over the last few months, uh, and, you know, keep killing it, and I hope we see you more on the mic, and I hope I hope... You know, we do see you in the ring more as well. And thank you again for the time. Really, truly appreciate it.
5: Thank you, guys. I've always, you know how much I love Buffalo. You guys are like my family. Well, We have history for the longest time, and I've always loved it, especially like your, your mind and your opinion is, is very valuable to me. So thank you guys very, very much for, for this. I appreciate it.
3: Right. You're welcome. Thank I you think so you're much. doing a great job. Keep killing it out there.
5: Thank you, guys. <laughs>
0: All right, Zelina Vega, awesome catching up, bully, with Zelina Vega this morning. Good stuff from her. Her and Al, like, I wonder if Alistair makes her laugh. He's so yeah, serious. serious. You got him. He's so you gotta, serious. You know, I'm telling you, you got to watch this A to Z, this series that they have on YouTube, bully. You see, you you truly see a different side of him as well. Like, you know, she's right. He is. He's kind of like a foodie. He loves to cook. And, you know, obviously he's a hard, hard trainer and he's training her and, you know, he gets into the games as well. You you really, truly see a different side to both of them. And we talked about this with the last ride with The Undertaker. And obviously it's different with The Undertaker because this is a character that you have seen for 30 years and now you're seeing a different side. This is pro wrestling in 2020, Bully, whether a guy like me likes it or not. The person that you see on TV is not going to be the same person you see on social media and you see on a YouTube series. It is about kind of building your brand, and I see I see the the, the pros and I see the cons. I see the positives and I see the negatives, and for a 48-year-old fan like me, it is a little bit of a struggle, but I definitely understand it. bring in Matt, all delete Hardy. You can see him every single Wednesday night on AEW Dynamite coming off the heels of Double or Nothing. Matt, how the hell are you, man?
4: I am excellent. How are you guys here at Busted Open? My favorite champion. we
0: We are good. We are good. And man, we are still riding high from Double or Nothing. And man, that stadium stampede that we saw in the main event on Saturday night, still buzz going on, man. That was one hell of a show for sure.
4: Yeah, we were uh, all very, very proud of that. Especially if you think about this era we're living in, right? You know, going mm-hmm. through this this uh, the scenario we're in, and all these empty arena shows, and having a big, massive pay per view like that, and what a challenge to try and make it as great as possible. And the stadium stampede is the concept we came up with, and we kind of got to play around with it. And that was our ultimate concept to go cinematic with it, kind of start. I love the idea that they, you know, Tony Khan really wanted to like emulate football and he had the football uh, stadium. And then we started off coming off like football teams and there was some wrestling in, in the beginning, but then we went cinematic and it really, I feel like it had something for everyone. And and I've got so much positive feedback and so many fans are like non wrestling fans, casual fans uh, that had tuned in and saw it with other wrestling fans, like loved it. So that's, that's what we need here at AEW too.
3: Matt, since AEW started, you know, uh, a year ago or so, we come on this show almost every Thursday and the predominant word that we use in describing AEW is fun. Um, and ever since you've got there, uh, it looks like you're having a blast. Can you talk to, you know, is AEW as fun for you as it comes across on TV?
4: Yes. I mean, it, it's extremely fun. and And I think the thing that is so fun about it is that you're given this platform and, and this scenario to create as an artist. And, and you know how it is really as an artist, it's very important. If you're passionate that you can like translate your vision through to what you're doing. And, and if you can do that, it's so much more entertaining. It's not just a job. It's like fun. It's your passion. It's, it's, you know, it's this love of your life hobby that you have and you're able to do that here. And they like, you know, listen to your feedback and you know, guys help one another. It's just such a positive environment in so many ways. And, like, I'm excited to be here. There's so many young guys that I can help teach and and kind of just help improve their game as time goes on and also help improve the product while doing that.
0: And, you know, Bully just said it fun. The show on Saturday was fun. And for me, as, like, an old-school pro wrestling fan, you know, you get a bit of everything when you watch AEW. Uh, yes. You know, and and I think, like, for every wrestling fan there's something that you could be able to latch on to as a fan. Do you agree to that?
4: I, I do agree to that. And I, and I also think that wrestling is at a point now where it's evolving in different directions. I know, you know, there's there's sometimes like that old school train of thought when you have these cinematic matches. People are like, well, that's not wrestling. It's not really what wrestling is. It should be serious and treated, you know, as a, as a sports-type scenario. But, like, I mean, the fact is, to 20 almost 30 years ago you know the cat has been publicly out of the bag and there's the internet and everybody knows what's going on especially with the, the fan base there is now wrestling has to be different and it has to be a variation show to a degree you know you have to have to have a little bit of something for everyone to, to especially to gain new fans like laps fans casual fans or people that are like you know mainstream entertainment fans and don't necessarily care about pro wrestling but they want to be entertained in other ways and and i think that is what the goal of that stadium stampede match was and, and i think wrestling has to be a variety show a little bit of something for everyone.
3: I don't want to talk about the past, but there is something I'm genuinely interested in. And it's yeah. your and, it's, and it has to do with frustration. So I want to know, how frustrating is it to return to the WWE at WrestleMania to probably top three greatest returns or entrances or pops or any of that of all time right? and then be utilized the way you were utilized, but then once again, something goes wrong with Jeff, and Matt is kind of put on the back burner. And I say that to your face because you know I've said it on the, on the show many a times, and I hate it. I'm not a fan of it. How frustrating was it for you, and how do you deal with it?
4: Uh, I mean, it, it, it's extremely frustrating, obviously. And uh, I, I just I knew what I was getting into going back there. And just with the way things worked out, we went back, and I was like, well, this is a bit of a roll of the dice, but, you know, we'll give it a shot. Let's see what happens, you know, maybe – things will be different, whatever. And, and you know, the system, you know, the system, I know the system. I was there. I watched. you know, when you and Devon came back and I just, I know how everything works there and their mentality is like, once they have something set in their head as of who you are, even like towards the end when they were trying to resign me, you know, for all those years, I, I know that it's already predetermined in the machine's head what I am and what my role is going to be. So I just knew it was, I had to leave, you know, I just kept, regardless of how much money they offered, I just kept, you know, turning it down because like I knew I had to leave because I would rather go somewhere else where I could be on this platform and I can create and I could, I could be happy. And like I, this AW job and, and being here, this is just the, the, the greatest roster, the most fun that I've ever had. I mean, I would say behind this, it would be the TNA run when I first started doing broken mat, but now this platform is just like still so professional and so well done. And like, You know, they they take great care of their employees and the wrestlers. This is the the best gig I've ever had. So I'm so lucky and so fortunate to be here right now.
0: And I'm sure it makes it that much sweeter, Matt, because, you know, having to go through the ups and downs and the frustrations, it it just makes what we see on Wednesday night that much better for you.
4: Yeah. And and I'm a performer. You know, it's no secret. I don't try to hide it. You know, 45 years old, I've been around almost 28 years doing this. So obviously I have to be utilized in a certain way. But if you utilize me in a certain way, I can produce. I think really, really great stuff still, you know. But like, you have to have uh, the the trust and faith in me to do that, and you also have to like understand how you have to utilize Matt Hardy, who has twenty eight years of, of bumps on his bump card, you know. And if you do that, I can help build people because I don't want to be the champion. I don't want the company to be built around me. I don't want to be the centerpiece of attention every every week. I, I want to be there. I want to do my thing. I want to like still stay. Uh, hot and interesting and fresh, but I want to help other guys too. That is, that's my goal. Always. You're going to start seeing some of that in the next few weeks coming up and the new things. I'm doing. Awesome.
3: Take me, take us behind the scenes a little bit with stadium stampede, uh, putting a, a match like that together. We both know what it takes to put together something epic. Well, a match like that, other than Tony Khan, who's the first one to talk. And what are you talking about first?
4: Uh, it, it, it was really, everybody like chimed in on it. We were talking about that last night, how great that was. Uh, we we met, the uh day before we shot it to kind of like walk around the stadium we had no idea really what was there to see what we kind of had to play with and plan stuff out and we kind of knew like our time constraints and uh, a lot of it was like me and Jericho throwing ideas but then you know like Bugs had amazing ideas uh and and those guys are like super creative they get the Kenny Omega he the like Bugs and Kenny Omega they really understand like besides just wrestling like this is entertaining or this is funny you know this is like that DDT stuff, you know, like there was a time whenever, uh, I suggested if we could have done it, we're almost going to use fireworks at one point. I said, come on guys, let's DDT their asses, you know, (laughs) which popped them big, like the DDT from Japan, obviously. But like, it was really a collaborative group effort. It it really, really was. Everybody chimed in, everybody had something to say. And, and we put this thing together pretty quickly. It was, it was pretty shocking how quickly we put it together. And, and I got to give great edits to i mean a great credit to the the editing team because they really edited it we shot it like the night before all night and they really slapped it together very very quick and cleaned it up and it was super nice you
0: know bully and i talked about it on monday morning and i've watched it a few times now you have to like you can't <laughs> right. just watch that once because there's so much being thrown at you at one time you don't catch everything the first time you watch it so you really have to watch it about two or three times
4: you you do it's it's like when I would watch a great episode of like a a game of Thrones or even breaking bad or whatever this year, Ozark, you know, you almost have to watch it again to catch all the little details, you know, and that's one of the things we were going for. And there, there's a lot of little Easter egg details that, you know, probably as people watch it more multiple times, they'll pick up more of those. So we did a lot of that stuff. That's so cool.
3: We're, we're seeing all of the uh, different, you know, uh, versions of Matt V1, Broken Matt, Damascus. Was that the original plan when you came in to, to, Get to all of the personalities this quickly, or did you have to do it because of the times we're living in right now?
4: Uh, the original plan was to start doing this, and and I think the one promo that I did where uh, I shifted from broken mat uh, into classic mat was got such great reviews on TV that we said, okay, well let's go ahead and move a little faster along with it. But that that has been my creative pitch ever since I came in here. I mean, ultimately I'm going to end up being the multifarious Matt Hardy, and and. I even done it, I have been doing it very blatant, like where you see the costume change. Like this is one persona, this is another persona. And then I think later, as people really catch on to it and they understand what's going on, you'll even see where out of one look I'll transform into different things. You know, but it's gonna allow so, so, so many cool, different creative things. And there's gonna be some new personas that end up coming out too. So it's a welcome to the multiverse of Matt Hardy.
0: I love the different personas. Is there somebody that's on the roster right now with AEW that you think would be the perfect opponent for
4: you? There's a, I I think there's a little more left for me and Sammy. Like Sammy's insanely talented, has such a good attitude, uh, such a good sport with stuff. I, uh, I think, there'll be an interesting thing down the road. I would love to see, uh, I would love to see big money, Matt and MJF go at it. And I'm sure that will happen at some point. Uh, Darby Allen. I think there's definitely something there we can do together. He very much in, and bully would, would know too. He's very reminiscent of Jeff in many ways, just the way he's kind of like laid back, you know, dude, if you like me, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool. But then he's like fearless when he goes to the ring, just like, Whatever it is, it's he'll, he'll do it. He's he's very special. You can tell he has a very special id quality to him.
3: What would Matt Hardy in 2020 uh, tell Matt Hardy from 2000? What advice would you give a young
4: Matt? Uh, uh, Matt Hardy in 2020, I can guarantee the first thing he would say, Matt Hardy in 2000, like, chill out on those house shows, CTFO. <laughs> you know, like, uh, work, 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 work smart. Work, work, work on that. Work on that character, in a little bit. Your back. Your back and hips will appreciate it in 20 years.
3: And, and, but you know what? It's like every veteran tell ev- tells every young guy that, but a- as young guys who are now, as guys that were young who are now veterans, you have to go through it on your own yes. to fully understand and appreciate it. Because you, remember when we were young and we looked at those veterans and we're kind of saying to ourselves in the corner, that old bastard just doesn't want us to have a better match than him. Uh, but now exactly, we're like... Yeah wow, he was right. My back and my hips actually do hurt.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, but that's like, you know, that's the gig where they're making a name for ourselves. We're like trying to build our legacy and we're going to go, go all out to do whatever we have to do to really establish ourselves as, as a superstar. But like, you know, you don't realize until you get later, like the things that are really important, they get you over, you know? So it's a, uh, it's interesting, but like you said, you really have to learn that through experience. You know, Bully and I
0: talk about the whole world of pro wrestling, and there's a lot of organizations that have been around for a short time, and even some organizations that have been around for a couple of decades that really haven't been able to get their footing and go to that next plateau. AEW has been able to do that in such a short time because, again, they just debuted on TNT in October. So this is a very, very young company, and I think a lot of fans forget really how short a time but how successful are, are you surprised how easily AEW has become successful in such a short time?
4: I, I mean, the the thing I am not surprised about is the reception the product has been getting, because like, one thing I can say, like, I've worked very closely with Tony Khan and like, we, our personalities are very similar in some ways because we both have such a great love and passion for wrestling. So we're really viable in that. And like, we've been, We've had a, an amazing relationship thus far. I mean he really cares and he's like a very detailed guy like he pays attention to everyone and 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 he's just so easily accessible right now and it, it just is what it is. He's just so passionate about the product and he cares about it and he wants to like look into every single little thing and make it as good as possible and he's all about giving you know everyone the best opportunity to make the most of what they're doing and like the young bucks and Cody and Kenny, the guys who you know fall in that VP line all those guys are great. I have nothing but amazing things to say about them. And sometimes I almost want like, because they were the stars that brought a W to the table. Like they need to be pushed a little harder. Like you can't worry about what the internet says, like the hell with those guys. It is what it is. Like you guys have to still be treated as stars here because you're a big reason this place came into creation. But like, AW, they, they they have great knowledge and, and they have great passion and they're putting out a great product. And the thing that is so amazing, I've been here almost 10 weeks and it's been in the midst of a pandemic and they're still killing it in these empty arena shows. Like the, the way they've approached it has been so smart. Like I just can't, I can't wait until we get back to whatever the new normal ends up being and eventually have people back in the stands.
3: You know what? Last night when I was watching in the past couple of weeks, I almost feel like I can't come up for air when I'm watching an AEW show. And that's actually a good thing because I don't want to change the channel. And I don't feel I can take that next breath because – it's almost like that Russo esque mentality when it comes to throw as much shit into the show as you possibly can. But what you guys seem to be doing is throwing quality shit or fun stuff, entertaining stuff. Like no matter what, it's like almost every minute of the show has something that you cannot
4: miss. Yeah. There's, there's, there's little to no filler stuff on the show. I mean, like if something's on there, it means something. And, and he, he does a great job. Everybody does at utilizing the new guys. They're there. Like even last night, I, I know people saw the deal where, uh, uh, the private party brother hurt his knee. And then I went out to help. I mean, that right there is the start of a, of a story that we're going to have. Those guys grew up big Hardy boys fans, you know? So there, there, there's something there. And, and it leads to something else that I'm going to do with Sam. I mean, everything happens for a reason on the show. There's a lot of intricate things that don't happen by accident, you know? So I, I'm a big fan of that too, because I think, in 2020, wrestling fans are super intelligent, super detailed, and and there needs to be little hints that are subtle. You don't have to, like, beat them over the head with a hammer to tell them, like, this is the story. You know, do little things and and, and roll with it. and They appreciate it. Did,
3: uh, did Tony – hold on, Dave. Did Tony Khan know about Matt Hardy? Was Tony Khan a fan of Matt Hardy and come to you, or did the Bucks kind of bring Matt Hardy to Tony Khan?
4: I, Tony – is knows all about his history of wrestling, and uh, he he knew everything I've done, which is amazing. but yeah, my and it initially started with myself in the box because we've been great friends and close friends for a long time, so that was my initial contact starting here. and then I, I dealt with Chris Jericho a lot too. you know Chris was very instrumental in everything we we're doing when we first originally coming here, but like coming in here and then work getting to know Tony and working with him has just been an absolute pleasure.
0: Matt, thank you so much for the time. We really, really appreciate it. You and, and AEW has been phenomenal for this show. Uh, last question for me really quick before we go. Now that you're a part of AEW, do you have to be a Jaguars fan? I mean, is that going to get you any trouble at home? Or I mean,
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question, especially coming for you. Um, I, I, I do like the Jaguars. I think they're going to send some stuff to the boys like that. you know. But still, I'm uh, also going to be low to my wife's New York Giants as well. So. There's okay. Carolina Panthers. I, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I, I'm, I'm a, uh, uh <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of a shape-shifting jumper fan, maybe.
0: Hey, man. There's nothing wrong with that, man. Matt, thank you so much. Truly appreciate it. Thank you for everything. Thanks for the time. Thank you, guys.
1: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast.